Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Tonight, I want to talk to you for a, a few moments from the subject of knowing you're blessed, all right? Knowing you're blessed. I, don't, I mean, that's a happy topic, hello. I, I know I'm blessed, all right? But do you know you're blessed? Because it matters if you know you're blessed. It matters, and it especially matters when you walk into a place like this, when you're saying, you know what, I'm gonna be in a prayer meeting, I'm gonna call on God. As you draw close in your relationship with God, you knowing your position of blessing is so important. And so tonight I wanna speak to you from that subject, and we're gonna look at an interesting passage in Numbers chapter 23, Numbers 23, and this is a story uh, of Balaam, okay? Everybody say Balaam. Now, Balaam is a name, as I talk, you might be like, oh yeah, I think I've heard this story because Balaam talks to his donkey, but we're not gonna talk about that part of the story. If you've never heard of that, if you're like, there's a guy in the Bible who talks to a donkey, you need to look it up, you need to read it later, all right? But Balaam is an interesting character, and we meet Balaam because of an interesting set of circumstances. Israel's about to move into the promised land. Moses is still leading them at the time. And they pull up to a nation called Moab. And the king of Moab gets a little nervous, all right? They've just fought and defeated a couple nations before they pull up to Moab. And so rightfully so, he's a little worried about it. His name is Balak, all right? Everybody say Balak. And Balak decides he's gonna hire Balaam to curse Israel. All right, he's gonna hire Balaam to curse Israel. Balaam's like what you might think of a a shaman or a spiritual person, and he's gonna pay Balaam to come and curse Israel. So he hires Balaam and Balaam's on his way. And when they meet, they go out and they look over Israel. And this is the moment where he's saying, all right, I want you to curse these guys for me. All right, I want you to put a curse on them. I want it to be really bad. I want them, the whole thing to fall apart, all right? Because you curse them. And so we're gonna, we're gonna pick up the story there with what happens. It says this, the Lord gave Balaam a message for King Balak. Now, it, that can be confusing because in the Bible, Balaam's not a good guy, but Balaam is a guy who hears from God. He's not, a good, he's not a good person, but he's able to hear the voice of the Lord, which is actually a very spiritually dangerous place to be. But he hears from God and he says, so Balaam returned and found the king standing beside the burnt offerings with all the officials of Moab. And this was the message Balaam delivered. Balak summoned me, so that's the king of Moab, Balaam's saying this. Balak, Balak summoned me to come from Aram The king of Moab brought me from the eastern hills. Come, he said, curse Jacob. So when you hear Jacob, it's talking about the nation of Israel. For me, come and announce Israel's doom. But then he says this, but how can I curse those who God has not cursed? How can I condemn those whom the Lord has not condemned? I see them from the clifftops. So they're up looking over the nation. I watch them from the hills. I see a people who live by themselves, set apart from the other nations. Who can count Jacob's descendants as numerous as the dust? Who can count even a fourth of Israel's people? So he's saying, he's saying, you know what? They're so blessed, you can't even count them. Let me, I love this line, let me die like the righteous. Let my life be like one of theirs. Now, could you imagine if you were Balak and you hired this guy and he's like, man, if I could just be one of these people, they're so blessed, they're so awesome. God's put his hand on them in such a way. You'd be like, 
Not cool, man. And that's exactly what happens. Watch what happens. Then King Balak demanded of Balaam, what have you done to me? I brought you to curse my enemies, but instead you have blessed them. But Balaam replied, I will speak only the message that the Lord puts in my mouth. Then King Balak told him, hey, how about you come with me to another place and there you're gonna see another part of the nation because obviously they can't see all the people at once from where they're standing but not all of them, and curse at least that many, at least the number that you can see. So he's gonna give it another go, okay? And they're like, all right, well, let's try this. So, and the Lord met Balaam and gave him a message, and he said, go back to Balak and give him this message. So Balaam returned and found the king standing beside the burnt offering. So they, they've set up this big deal to kind of meet and hear from God, and they, they go, he goes back and said, what did the Lord say? Balak asked eagerly. Don't you feel it? You're like, oh yeah, we're gonna get a good curse going on here, all right? <laughs> this was the message Balaam delivered. Rise up, Balak, and listen and hear me, son of Zippor. God is not a man, so he doesn't lie. He's not human, so he doesn't change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? I feel like Balaam just started preaching like a gospel message. I mean, I could give it to you right now like, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not a human that he should be untrue. Come on, somebody. That's what's happening there. And somebody's like getting up their hanky and Balak's like, you sit down, all right? This is not good. All right, so he doesn't change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Listen, I received the command to bless. God is blessed and I cannot reverse it. No. Ooh, I mean, this is such a good word, man. I'm feeling this passage like it's getting me as I'm reading it. No misfortune is in his plan for Jacob. No trouble is in store for Israel. For the Lord their God is with them. He has been proclaimed their king. God brought them out of Egypt, for he is as strong as a wild ox. No curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. For now it will be said of Jacob, what wonders God has done for Israel. Come on. So look what happens. Then Balak said to Balaam, fine, but if you won't curse them, at least don't bless them. All right, all right, hello, people. <laughs> oh, so good. Now, it's a really fun passage, and it really brings some things to light. I think it's important for you, though, and I to understand some things. Because it's, and it's cool how God, even in the passage, God shows us how he can take all things and work them for the good of those who love him. Even in the passage, we see the point of the text, that God is able to take a curse and make it a blessing. God is actually taking something that was meant to be a curse and making it a blessing for you and I tonight because we're gonna get some principles that help us understand blessing. And when we understand blessing, then we understand who we are. We understand what God has done for us. We understand our position. And when we understand our position, we are more faith-filled to pray. The enemy hates when you're faith-filled to pray. He hates when you understand what Christ has done for you on the cross. He hates when you have a position of authority and a position of confidence because it's when you're in that position that faith is activated and things begin to happen. It's when you're in that position that you begin to start speaking faith. It's when you're in that position that you're like, wait a second, I'm no longer an uncomfortable believer, but I'm a confident believer. It's when you're in a position that you understand blessing 
that there's power that accompanies your prayer and power that accompanies your life. So I'm gonna give you three principles on understanding blessing that we find in this passage. When God blesses you, you are blessed. When God blesses you, you are blessed. You are. It's a position that you have. It's a solid place. Now, if you've been around us at all in the past year or so, I guess it's a little over a year, then you may have heard about our dog, Gus, all right? Gus is a special person. Uh, he eats socks all the time, still does, if you, know, if you know that already. He ate one the other day. Um, he's just, he's got a stomach of steel. He's a great dog. He loves me, okay? Which is why he still is in the home, all right? So, and it's not that I have that much pull, but my wife loves me as well, so she's like, I guess it can work. All right, so. Now, I'm telling you this story because Gus, several times through his tenure at our house, has had some moments where he almost didn't stay, all right? He almost got booted from the home, all right? So just because, you know, when you have a puppy, if you've ever had a puppy, everybody thinks it's a good idea to get a puppy, and then you get a puppy, and you're like, this was a bad idea, all right? So that happened with Gus. And I'll show you a picture if you don't know Gus. There's Gus right there. Look at Gus. He's a massive dog. All right, so... Anyway, I tell you this story because that's actually Everett right there with his eyes closed. Um, and Everett, the other night, we were at a, a volleyball game. And Everett, there was somebody there with a new puppy, all right? And it was like a cute little miniature dog. And uh, Everett and Elena are, they're just like, they want to hold and touch every animal that they see. And so they're holding this puppy and loving this puppy and caring for this puppy. And it was, it was very cute. And so we get in the car after the game and we're headed home and Everett goes, uh, Dad. I was like, yes, son. And he goes, uh, you think we could get Gus in a better condition? Like, could we like improve his condition at all? And he said it like you're getting ready to have a garage sale and you need to like clean up a table, all right? <laughs> and like the tone you were like, I'm you want to sell Gus. No, we are not going to get Gus in a better condition. I was like, dude, they're turning on him. It's terrible. <laughs> so I tell you that story just to highlight the fact that Gus has had a precarious condition in our home. But here's the point. Some of you treat blessing like Gus's time in our house. Like at any point, you may not be blessed. At any point, it's like, oh, the blessing's gone. Oh, yeah, I'm not blessed anymore. What, are you a Christian? Yeah, yeah, but I'm not blessed, you know? But I wouldn't say that I'm not blessed, but I just don't live that I'm blessed because you don't believe you're blessed. You believe that's kind of a passing thing. You know what? When you're in Christ, you're blessed. It's a position that you have. That's the great thing about our salvation is that God gives us that position of blessing and that you don't have to work for it. God says, you know what? I've adopted you and you are blessed blessed. I want to read you a definition of blessing. Uh, it says, here's how you can define it, because maybe you're like, what is blessing? Blessing is a condition or state of being in God's grace or favor. It's a state of being. So I think maybe that scripture that you think of, just to help you understand the difference, there's a scripture that says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 
And condemnation as well is a state that you are in. It's a place where you're condemned. And you know, when Balaam's talking about the blessing that God has put on the children of Israel, he says this, how can I curse whom God has not cursed? How can I condemn whom the Lord has not condemned? So when you're blessed, you're not under condemnation. Paul says there is no longer no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What is condemnation? It's, it's, here's the definition. Sentenced to a particular punishment, especially death. Officially declared unfit for use. Now I want you to think about that. You're not in a state of condemnation, you're in a state of blessing. Oh man, I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough to pray. I'm not, I don't feel like, like I'm just in the right state to pray. No, you're in Christ, therefore you're blessed. So God hears your prayers and he loves when you pray and you're in a position to receive from the Lord. Because God said you are blessed, you are blessed. Not because you felt blessed when you walked in. Not because somebody said you're blessed. Not because I said you're blessed, but because the word of God came to you and said, what I bless is blessed, all right? And I call you blessed because you're in Christ. Now, the question is, do you believe that? Because that affects the way you pray. When you, or do you think, oh, I'm officially declared unfit for use. You know, some of you think that. When I read that part of the definition, you're like, yeah, that's me, I'm pretty useless when it comes to being a Christian. And it's because you think you're not under the favor of God. It's because you think you're separate from that. It's because you think somehow you're in Christ, but you're not fit for use. And you know what scripture says? In Christ, you're a new creation. The oldest past, you are grace. God's favor is on your life and you're blessed. And that, you know what that does? That gets you excited to pray. What, I'm blessed, but but you, you don't know what happened today. No, you're blessed because you're in Christ. Uh, But you don't know, like, Brandon, all the thoughts that I have in my head. No, you're in a position of blessing. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You're blessed because God said it. Live in that. Think about that. Enjoy that. The second principle of blessing is this. You don't have to fight to be blessed. You don't have to fight to be blessed. In verse 20, it says, listen, I received the command to bless. Well, God is blessed, and I cannot reverse it. You know, sometimes we can empower things in our life that we say, man, oh man, I, if I don't get that, that determines whether I'm blessed. Or the way this person sees me determines if I'm blessed. Or, you know, maybe if I'm in this different status, maybe if I was not single, then I'm blessed. Maybe if I get that job, then I'm blessed. That is what blessing is. And that's the wrong way to think about blessing. You can't fight to be blessed. There is nothing you can do to walk in the blessing of God. You be blessed. I know that's not proper English, but it really does help you. You need to stay in that place. You need to say, God, I, you're taking care of it. You know, it's some, some, something you're worried about something right now. You're worried at how something's going to work out. You're worried, man, like, Lord, what if this happens? And then I, I don't get that position. Then, and you're going down the tracks of how that all's going to work. And you need to remember something, that whether you get that position or not, God can bless you. Whether you're able to figure that out or not, God can bless you. Whether, you know what? So, what if they get the position, then that happens. That's the problem when you don't understand you're blessed. 
because you can find yourself getting competitive. You can find yourself coveting what other people have. Actually, misunderstanding the blessing of God has all kinds of problems for people. But when you, when you understand you're blessed, there's a rest that takes place there. And that doesn't mean those things aren't good. It doesn't mean like, well, I don't need, you know, some, if you, this is how you can wrongly think about it. Somebody gives you something, you're like, I didn't need that to be blessed. No, that is a blessing from the Lord. You don't, yes, you don't need it to be blessed, but it's still a blessing from the Lord. So whether they give it to you, they give it to you, praise God. Thank you, God, for your blessing. But if they don't, if you don't receive it from whatever that is, then you don't need it. You're blessed. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to fight for God to, to bless you in here. You don't have to fight. You can rest. There's no fight when you're blessed. It's over. God's got it. He's taking care of it because he loves you. And if he said it, what God has done, you can't reverse it. So tonight, as we're thinking about praying, as we're in the presence of the Lord, there's things that you need. There's things that you're asking God to do. And I just want to encourage you to come from that position of relationship in that position of blessing and say, God, I know, God, you've taken care of it. And I know you've got it. And I know I'm blessed. And you have it all under control because God loves you and he cares about you and you don't have to fight for it because he's, he's the one who fights for you. And he has it all under control. Number three, blessings on the way because you're blessed. Blessing is on the way because you're blessed. Now. I want you to think about, we talked about blessing being a position, and I'm gonna step down here real quick, and you can follow me on camera here, but I'm gonna walk up to this chair right here. What's your name? Robin. Robin. Now, Robin doesn't know what I'm doing in here, and I'm gonna get in a place where you can see Robin. We can put Robin on the screen. Everybody wave, Robin. Give Robin a huge round of applause. Now, poor Robin, I'm putting her on the spot. But uh, Robin, I wanna bless you tonight, all right? I'll give you a blessing, all right? So we got the box of blessing here. We'll get the, we can put that on camera. The box of blessing here. Robin, let's open up the box of blessing. And uh, Robin, I hope you like ice cream because I got you some frozen custard tonight. This is a, these are, this is Oreo frozen custard here and here's your spoon and your napkin. And I feel like we need to just top this off with a little extra blessing. So we're gonna put some whipped cream on this, all right? All right, that's a blessed frozen custard right there. All right, yes. But Robin, I, I feel like you need to be more blessed. And so uh, as we think about blessing, I can't think of something better than the, new, the book New Normal. Hello, people, hello. And, and the subtitle is Experiencing God's Best for Your Life. And it talks about living in the land of blessing. So I wanna bless you with this book. Let's give her a hand for that as well. Good job, Robin. But Robin, I feel like, I feel like you need to be blessed, all right? How many of you feel like Robin needs a blessing? Robin needs to be blessed. So, Robin, we're gonna give you this. This is a code for uh, conference registration to DFL and for, and a, and a cool Design Sisterhood hoodie. And I just want you to be blessed tonight because I want you to know God loves you. Can we give Robin a huge round of applause? That's so cool. Now, for those in the room, those watching online, you, you couldn't see this, but there are, there are tape marks on the floor, down here on the floor, because 
you know, when Greg and team were helping plan this, they put that there because they're like, hey, the person who sits in that seat, we're gonna bless them. Now, Robin came in to, to prayer meeting tonight. We didn't know if it was, you know, gonna be Robin. We didn't know if it was gonna be a guy or a girl. We didn't know who it was gonna be. But she came in and she was now in a position of blessing. But as she's sitting in that position, somebody's running to get some frozen custard. Somebody's wrapping a hoodie. Somebody's getting a conference registration ready to go. Somebody's putting a box together that says a box of blessing, all unbeknownst to her. And then she's in the service and she's blessed. And that's exactly how it works when we're a believer. And I hope that tonight you see that God is working to bless you because you're in a position of blessing, blessings on the way. There are things that God is doing in your life. You know, maybe you're in a place right now where you're like, I, don't, I just don't see God working. He's working because he loves you. I want you to see this. Watch, watch what's, what Balaam says. He says, no misfortune is in his plan for, for Jacob. That's the whole nation. You're blessed, you and you're in Christ. Every spiritual blessing is ours in Christ Jesus. So think about this. No misfortune is in God's plan for you. No trouble is in store for Israel. For the Lord their God is with them and he's been proclaimed their king. God brought them out of Egypt. For them, He is as strong as a wild ox. No curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power to touch you. For now, it will be said of you, what wonders God has done for them. I love that, will be. What he's saying is, there's, this isn't just a blessing for now, this is a blessing for the future. That God is working things together. We said at the top of the message, God works all things for the good of those who love him. God is working blessing in your life. God is working things together for the good. You know, David says it like this in the Psalms, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I know when I go into my future, I'm gonna look back and I say, God bless me. He says, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How can you say that? Because you know you're blessed because you know God has good things for you. And tonight, the word of God has come to you to say this, you know what? The things you're worried about, the things you're praying about, you can know that God cares about them because you're blessed. You're in his favor. Some of you have lost faith for the battle. You've lost your heart to fight and you're here tonight and the word of God has come to encourage you and say, you know what? You are blessed and God cares about what you're walking through and he's working things together for the good. And so get up and pray again because God hears your prayer. He loves when you pray and he wants to bless your life. Get up and believe God again because God sees you and he's already called you blessed. Get up and believe God for big things in your future because God will touch your life. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You are blessed.